everybody. Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. So this week, we've got an international special lined up for you. It's the Europa, Europa? It's the UEFA Euro 2020 qualifying weekend. Oh, God. Um, we've also... <laughs> We've also got a bit of League One and League Two, so we'll cover those games as well. Uh, qualifiers, internationals, you excited, mate? Not really. Not really. There's some difference to talk about, isn't it? And there's a there's a few different betting angles. Uh, League One and League Two, obviously, is kind of the bread and butter that we've got. So it is something different. There's a you know new opportunities and there's some talking points. So. I am looking forward to the show. Um, following our winner at the weekend. Yeah. Fantastic winner. Lovely yeah. to get another win on the board. Another win on the board. Uh, so if you didn't listen last week, Tom Pitkin's treble uh, turned into a single as the uh, two games were called off due to the weather, I believe. So, uh, yeah, we're claiming that one, I think. <laughs> 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 no, I don't think we can. But in all seriousness, uh, we can't really claim that. But Norwich did win. Not not a lot can be said for myself. Unfortunately, uh, my bet lost and I didn't have the rain to blame. Not a single one of my games were off. So <laughs> apologies to the profit chasers that backed my bet, unfortunately. Yeah, the MK Don's rewarding you for that loyalty with a lovely one-all draw at home to like Stevenage or someone. Crap like that, or whatever it, whoever it was against. Anyway, moving on. So we're going to look at international. Uh, we're going to look at the Euro twenty twenty qualifiers in the show. We're going to cover Friday, um, March the twenty second, up until Monday, March twenty fifth. So four yeah. days worth of games, probably about maybe twenty twenty five games, um, to choose from. We're going to pick the best. Uh, I don't think there's much of a market for us to go through Liechtenstein, Greece um, and the like. So we'll pick out the best bits and talk a little bit about England. Yeah, well, Friday then. Uh, England play on Friday. Obviously, the big game. We're at home to the Czech Republic. England priced at 2-7. to seven. Um, And actually, when you look at some of the prices for the other big teams in these qualifiers, 2-7 to seven isn't isn't that bad and it's weird isn't it you're looking at a price like two to seven which would usually turn our nose up and say it's absolutely shocking and actually it's not that bad for example netherlands one to ten in their game against estonia you've got france at one to ten against moldova you've got spain at two to eleven against norway you know it's some absolutely shocking prices absolutely shocking horrendous horrendous so yeah, um, England two to seven. This is two to seven. The new, uh, the new evens. It seems it. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Um, but yeah, at, at Wembley Friday night. So uh, that'll be nice to tune into at least at home to a Czech Republic side. Uh, gone are the days of Jan Koller, Thomas Rosicky, and the like. Um, unfortunately for the Czechs. A lot of uh, home kind of home base players. Lots of players playing in the uh, native league. Uh, probably mm-hmm. standout players, maybe Patrick Schick for Roma. He seems to be uh, someone with a little bit of something, something. 
And then uh, more familiar names, Thomas Callas, Mate Vidra. Uh, this is really a team that uh, England should be beating with kind of no huge uh, problems. Yeah, big time. And if we were to take something from a betting perspective from this game, I'd be looking at England minus one. That's priced at 10 to 11. So it's not too bad, actually. You can easily see England winning this 2-3-0. Steady, comfortable victory. Yeah, I agree. Um, In terms of the... In terms of the kind of result, obviously, as you mentioned, like two to seven is uh, pretty tough. Uh, do you fancy both teams to score? I think I'm no. going down the route of no. I, I, don't, I don't see the Czech Republic scoring. Um, no. Four to nine is the price. Um, if, you, if you fancy that, it's, there's, there's not too much going on, is there, in terms of a, in term of a betting perspective in this game? No, so the handicap or... Half-time, full-time result, which is the same price, 10 to 11. Um, they're, the, they're the two that I'll be looking at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, last time out for England, uh, great 2-1 kind of revenge win, I suppose, in the uh, Nations League, uh, beating Croatia. So they come into this off the back of not losing in the last five, winning the last three at home, and winning the last three in a, in a row. So. Some good form behind them. Let's talk about the squad just briefly. Uh, yep. Main talking points, uh, Declan Rice in and uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi in. What are your thoughts on that? And James Ward-Prowse in. And James Ward-Prowse, yes. Late call-up. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what are your thoughts I on like that? It. I like it. Yeah. I like three, three very capable young players. Uh, all merit their um, their place in the squad, I think. I know a lot of people have said on Twitter that Hudson Odoi hasn't even started a Premier League game for Chelsea yet, so how can he be in the England squad? But, you know, the guy is clearly talented. Um, how he's not started a game for Chelsea in the league is beyond me, really. Um, Sarri seems very stubborn in terms of starting him, uh, but I think he's definitely got the talent. I think Declan Rice has had a fantastic season so far. James Ward-Prowse has had a fantastic season so far. So it's good to see that Southgate is rewarding good young players on form with potential um, with call-ups. I think there's no harm in doing this whatsoever. I completely agree. I think, you know, sometimes an England call-up doesn't always mean, you know, you're in, you're in the England squad and now you're going to play. It doesn't always yeah. mean that. Sometimes, like, I think Southgate might be using this as a bit of a carrot. Do you know what I mean? So, like, get him involved in the squad. You know, what's it like arriving at the hotel? What, where do I have to go? Where, where, where do I sit with meals? Who do I know on the team? Oh, I, re- yeah. I recognise this coach. I have worked with him in, you know, the youth team. It's just all about familiarisation. And someone like Hudson Odoi, who is probably, you know, going to be a... a you know, at least in the squad, you know, in the future. Um, exciting to think, you know, maybe him and Sancho and Sterling could be a three. That sounds very, very promising to me. Um, yeah, it's, it's all about familiarisation. And- no, me neither. And what I like as well is that it seems in England squads gone by, 
there's been a bit of a big club bias. Um, and we're seeing now players coming in from teams like West Ham, Southampton, uh, Burnley, uh, Lewis yeah. Dunk from Brighton was in the last squad before this one. So sure. it shows, you know, you don't have to play for a big side to get an England call up these days. If you're playing well, um, you're in you're in the squad on merit, and that's exactly how I think it should be. Okay, so want to move on and talk about any other games on Friday? Um, you've got France, who should definitely beat Moldova. They're one to ten, low crap. Portugal at home to Ukraine, uh, two to five. Again, on a standard week, crap odds, but yeah. in an international week, you know, two to five isn't so bad. I think. Uh, they should definitely have enough quality to beat Ukraine at home. Uh, and that's about it for Friday for me. <laughs> Linden Portugal. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. There's not a lot going on, is there, on the Friday? Um, mm-hmm. I, you've probably highlighted the biggest games. Uh, Saturday, then. Anything take your fancy? Uh, I mean, Gibraltar, Republic of Ireland. Uh, you'd be looking at the Irish. They're one to twenty-five. Uh, never really seen a price like that, especially for the Republic of Ireland. Uh, yeah. Mick McCarthy's first real project since returning. So uh, interesting to see how this one pans out. But should get a victory there. Um, yeah. yeah, nothing in terms of betting. I mean, I was looking at the handicap market for this Tom, and it was. It's just, it's just even Republic of Ireland's kind of minus two is four to nine, and wow, yeah, minus four, twenty one to ten. That it's yeah, it's there's nothing available in that game, nothing, <laughs> rubbish. How about Switzerland? They're four to seven away at Georgia. Switzerland in the Nations League finals, along with England. Netherlands and Portugal. So, you know, you think away at, away at Georgia, who, what I'd say about this game, don't look at Georgia's form and get put off back in Switzerland because Georgia's form is fantastic recently. Uh, they've won five of the last six games. However, those wins have all come against Kazakhstan, Latvia or Andorra. So shit, shit, yeah. shit. Um, yeah, all up. Yeah, you can lob in there as well before that. A loss to Luxembourg as well. Wow, yeah. That tells you what you need to know about this team. Uh, so Switzerland, 4-7 to seven away is actually a decent price. Um, Switzerland should comfortably beat them. We saw they dispatched a Belgian 5-2 in their last international. So that, that's no no mean result, is it? That's no, fantastic. No, that's, yeah, very impressive. Absolutely, yeah. Something to be proud of, that is. Uh, so yeah, Switzerland at four to seven. Uh, then the only other two for me, you've got Italy at home to Finland again, three to ten, not great really, and Spain at home to Norway, two to eleven. Yeah, um, the Italians, the big, big, big uh, qualification campaign for them after missing out on the World Cup. Uh, haven't lost in any of the last twelve at home. I don't expect that to change against a Finland side that very similar to Georgia, really. If you have a look at their form, it's not that bad. Uh, they've won three of the last six, 
So it's not that bad, but their wins. Um, yeah. they, they did beat Sweden, but largely the wins have been against, you know, Estonia, Belarus, Malta, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, Italy should win there. And and Spain. Spain's an interesting one. Um, I actually fancy Norway to get on the score sheet, I think. Um, okay. You have to, yeah, you have to go back all the way. Um, well, this is kind of, it's kind of misleading. Uh, the 11th, sorry, the 14th of November 2017 was the last time that Norway played a uh, international game and didn't score. Right. Which is 10 in a row. So they've scored 10 in a row. Admittedly, not against Premier opposition, but certainly not Malta's and you know, San Marino's and Spain. Spain have uh, been pretty leaky. They conceded uh, three to Croatia, three to England, one to Wales, uh, another one to England. Uh, they conceded two against Morocco in the World Cup. Uh, at the back, they don't seem largely convincing. So Spain regular is two to 11. I would actually go one further and go for Spain to win and both teams to score. Um, it's 21 to 10. Uh, fancy the Norwegians to get on the score sheet, um, especially with kind of the, the contrast of strong attack and weak defense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I can see your argument. Um, Sunday? Sunday. Take it away. Big game here, standing out for me, is Holland against Germany. So this mm -hmm. is a qualifier. Holland and Germany have been lumped in with a really tough group. Um, so seven to five for Holland. The draw twelve to five. Germany seven to four. I'm going to stick my neck out and say Holland are back here at seven to five to beat Germany. Germany just seem to be—they're just not Germany, are we? That we classically know. Um, obviously, out in the World Cup group stage, relegated in their Nations League group. Joachim Lurs run the run the changes. He's said Muller's not going to get called up. Hummels, Boateng, the kind of old guard are going to be replaced by upcoming young players, uh, which sounds great. However, their first fixture, which is a draw at home to Serbia, has shown that they need a bit of gelling, obviously. And perhaps the quality might not be there in this next German generation, dare we say. So for me, Netherlands, who seem to have a very good upcoming squad, mixed in with some great experience, obviously Virgil van Dijk, Wijnaldum from Liverpool, uh, mixed with players like Frankie de Jong, Delight, is it Delight, Delit? How do you pronounce Lit. his name? Delit, uh, centre-back. So it's a mixture of very exciting youth coupled with some good experience in there. Uh, I think they're going to beat Germany. I think, yeah, I think you're spot on about the Netherlands. This is a kind of, this is a resurgent Netherlands, isn't it? After missing out in the last two tournaments, um, this is, they kind of, you know, have unearthed some great world-class young talent just at the right time. Um, yeah. And yeah, Germany seemed to be going in the opposite way. I had a look at the team that they started on uh, in the Serbia game. And I'm really happy with the front four and the midfield two. Just the back, the back five doesn't really fill me with much confidence. I don't think Neuer is 
what he was. Um, and then there's a, a couple of unknowns in the in the back four: Jonathan Tarr yeah. as well, Nicholas Sule. That they, they don't strike me as world class. You know, like Bommels, uh, Bommels, <laughs> Boateng, <laughs> Boateng, and Bommels uh, when they, when they were around. Um, the front four of Brandt, uh, Harvards, Sane, and Werner is world class and is only going to get better. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's panic stations just yet for for the Germans. I'd be looking at Holland to win and both teams to score. I think. Even okay. with big Virgil, I think Germany, especially on the break, they've got some frightening pace up front. Um, and you can get Netherlands to win and both teams to score at 10-3 to 3 if you wanted a little bit of added value. Um, but yeah, on, I imagine the Netherlands will have most of the ball. Germany on the break look absolutely frightening on paper for me. Yeah, okay. I can see that one definitely coming in. Um... Elsewhere on Sunday, then uh... Belgium. Yeah, Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, got a great yeah. holiday. Cyprus away, yeah. unbelievable yeah. destination. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we'll steamroll them. Absolutely steamroll them. One to six. Expected a what? See what I mean? See, see what the international break does to us. I just saw a one to six, and I thought, well, that's, at least it's not one to ten. <laughs> Honestly, that's what just went through my head. Uh, yeah, one to six for Belgium. They'll they'll capitalise comfortably. Yeah, I think uh, if you are looking for more value across these games, where it's a big side against a smaller European side, you've got to be looking in at least minus one, haven't you? In the handicap. Yeah. God, Any yeah. Kind of here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Northern Ireland, something I want to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, they are in a horrendous qualif- <laughs> qualifying group. Um, I, I really, really feel for them. Uh, they are lumped in with that, that group that we were talking about um, with Germany, with the Netherlands, Estonia, and Belarus. So uh, they're really up against it, really up against it. Um, however, I do actually think that they're going to get a victory um, at home to Belarus. So if you have a look at the form, um, you're going to be put off instantly by my tip. I completely understand. Uh, Belarus haven't lost in their last six. Northern Ireland haven't won in their last four. Again, though, if you look closer, so Northern Ireland's last six games, their opponents have been Austria, the Republic of Ireland, Bosnia, Austria again. Uh, Israel and Bosnia again. Relatively, uh, slightly better than Northern Ireland, arguably, each team. And then you have a look at Belarus. <laughs> They've played San Marino, Luxembourg, Moldova, Luxembourg, Moldova, and San Marino, which is just absolutely ridiculous. They haven't conceded a goal in that whole period. Um, yeah. But that, that's, that's against the literal bottom of, the, of European football to be honest. Yeah. And if you have a look at Northern Ireland, narrowly lost against Austria at home, drew away at the Republic, narrow defeats on the road to Bosnia and Austria, beat Israel at home. Um, they narrowly lost to Bosnia again. So they're always kind of in games against damn sight better opposition than Belarus. 
And I'm not mm. saying that this is the strongest tip of the entire weekend, but at three to four, when you have a look at how Northern Ireland are performing against the caliber of teams and kind of Belarus's kind of fake form, uh, three to four, it looks good value. Mm. Yeah. Windsor Park. Yeah, Windsor Park has always been a tough place to go. It, yeah. it has. Yeah, I know Northern Ireland are one of those sides who are much better as a team than what's the phrase? They're much better um, unit than the sum of their parts. Is that right? Is that the, the phrase I'm looking yeah, for? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, what you're saying is you have a look at their squad and it individually it's so doesn't. It's yeah, it so, doesn't. So <laughs> it doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence. But yeah, they're they're well drilled. They're well oiled, and uh, yeah, I mean, Windsor Park's always been tough to go to and I just yeah. have a look at their recent opponents it gives me a bit of confidence over a Belarus team that's played absolute nobodies mm. yeah okay I won't be backing them but I can see why you, you put yeah, it out I just there. wanted to give the profit chasers you know something to go off a little bit yeah um, okay uh, what else we got then for Sunday uh, well I'll tell, I'll tell you should... one thing I tell you one thing, I will not be back in Scotland at one to thirty three. My God, no. I won't back him at thirty three to one, I don't think. <laughs> okay. Uh I feel like we're really polishing a lot of turds here, so let's just rattle through <laughs> Monday, shall we? So yeah, we can um, get on to League One and League Two. Yeah. England play again on Monday against Montenegro away. Uh eight to fifteen. I expect England to win again. I don't think it's gonna be as easy as a Czech Republic game, but I do think England have got enough about them to beat Montenegro. Um, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I do agree. Uh, do you remember the last time this game, uh, last time this fixture happened? It was, uh, it was very, very, very intimidating. Um, I believe... One-all? I think one-all, yeah, one-all. Rooney was sent off last time these played. Uh, remember, he kicked out. He did score. He scored the sixth minute on the sixth minute, but he was sent off. Um, there was, I think, there was probably thirty. I think there was thirty fouls in the game. Uh, so it's it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be an intense game. Uh, but quality should should rise over that. And yeah, eight to fifteen. Whew, struggling again, aren't we? For any kind of value. Um, yeah, then elsewhere on Monday, what, you've got France at home to Iceland, France 2-7. to seven. And other than that, nothing else that really I'd be too confident in. Well, I have something, Tom. Hold your horses. Okay. Um, I'm looking at both teams to score. It wouldn't be a podcast if Way, I didn't take something. something, both teams to score. Uh, we're looking at Portugal and Serbia. So Portugal haven't lost in their last six. They haven't lost in any of their last nine home games. And Serbia haven't lost in any of their last six away, including, as Tom mentioned, that uh, creditable 1-1 with Germany. They have arguably one of the hottest prospects uh, in world football at the moment, especially in the striking department. It's 21-year-old um, striker Luka Jovic who's currently on loan at Frankfurt from Benfica. 
Um, he's managed to bag 15 and 24 in the league, uh, 7 and 10 in the Europa League. He scored on Tuesday against Germany. I think what you'll get is probably a Portugal win and both teams to score, but I am not confident enough to back that. I would be going straight down just the both teams to score route. It's 11 mm-hmm. to 10. When there's Jovic and Ronaldo on the same pitch, I think there's a chance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, decent. I can see that one. Um, is that it then? Can we get? Can we move on from this horrendous <laughs> set of fixtures? Yeah, we can move on. Let's go. Let's go to yes. the good, the good yes. old, the good old ex-girlfriend that we always seem to be texting at two a.m. in the morning. League One. Oh man, I love League One. I've never been so League happy to one. see it. Are you? We need to text League One. Are you out? ASL. <laughs> ASL. Hello, League One. Oh, a bit of familiarity. It's lovely. Right. We better deliver now. You got any tips? Uh, League One's <laughs> tough. Let's move on to League Two. <laughs> we can't celebrate no. League League One and then not give any tips. Come on. Uh, you said it last week, Tom. Whenever. We look at the League One fixture list. We always look for Barnsley. Uh, they seem yeah. to be pretty good value for victories, especially at home. This week they are away. They're away at Walsall. They're priced at four to six. However, uh, they should get another comfortable three points here and continue their charge towards automatic promotion. Uh, Walsall have had a very, very dodgy kind of last six months really haven't they they started the season excellently we thought they may be this season's shrewsbury uh they fell off a cliff they're now in the relegation zone they're in 21st where a lot of people thought they would be at the start of the season uh and these are the kind of games where barnsley just need to be picking up comfortable victories if they want to maintain their automatic promotion push and i think they will do also don't offer much threat at all um they're not in too much form. They've lost three of the last six games. Barnsley should get a, a steady victory here. I can't see why not. It'd be a really, no, real shock if Walsall beat Barnsley here. Yeah, it really would. As you mentioned, I mean, I was having a look at the uh, kind of the Walsall graph, you know, where it shows their league position through the yeah. season. And it is just tumbling. <laughs> it's like every week they went down down at place. Um, as you mentioned, it started off incredibly. And uh, yeah, now they find themselves 21st in the relegation zone um, in this well-documented kind of 12-team fight for survival, pretty much half the league's in danger. So uh, yeah, a really, really big game for Warsaw. But ultimately, I think Barnsley will, will have a bit too much. Um, they know that Sunderland have a game in hand on them. So yeah. And a, a victory is very important for yeah. the Barnsley, yeah. and I think they'll get it. Yeah, guys, let's not forget this Walsall side were unbeaten in uh, their first eight league games. First eight league games. They won four out of the first five. If they didn't win those, they'd be rock bottom by an absolute country mile. <laughs> rock bottom. Yeah, this is this is a... This is a team that is living off that good start, aren't they? Absolutely living off it. So, yeah, uh, Barnsley should should get that victory, absolutely. Um, 
I mean, every every fixture I look at is now going to be a relegation scrap. There's so many teams involved. It's it's unbelievable. Oh, it's You've great. got Warsaw occupying the last spot currently at time of recording, 42 points. You can go up to Burton in 11th on 50, and I'd say they're still in it. Eight points? That's not that's you're not safe with eight no. points. That's three no. games. You lose three and everyone else wins. Do you know what I mean? You're in big trouble. So, yeah, up to 11th. So it's fascinating. Um, one game that's in that is a, a very leaky looking game. It's Rochdale and Scunthorpe. So it's been well documented this season how bad Rochdale have been at the back. 75 goals conceded in the league alone uh, in 37 games, which is, I, I don't think I've ever seen a record like that before. No. It's unbelievable. It, it's an average of 2.02 game, goals a game, sorry, conceded. It's, it's pretty, pretty frightening. Um, they have been relatively better, especially in their last two games. Uh, they managed to beat Shrewsbury at home 2-1 and they got an, an absolute phoenix of a clean sheet last time out against Oxford. However, Scunthorpe are coming to town and Scunthorpe are definitely better going forward than they are uh, going the other way. Uh, Scunthorpe has scored 46 goals. They have also conceded 64 goals in 38 games. It's absolutely bonkers, <laughs> these figures. Um, so with these two coming together, there's only one thing that you can really look at, and that's both teams to score. It's three to four, two of the worst defences in the top four English leagues going head-to-head. It's going to be about 6-6, six, six, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a great great one for the, uh, for the neutral, I'm sure. Um, I'm looking at Luton and Doncaster. Luton are priced at four to five. The the unbeaten run goes on and on and on. So much so, I've forgotten off the top of my head how many games are into it now. I think this is the 23rd unbeaten match. Might be wrong. 23rd, 24th, something like that. They're getting promoted anyway. Um, <laughs> they played Doncaster. They played Doncaster this weekend. They're four to five to get the victory at home. I think they will do. Doncaster of the last month, six weeks, aren't really the Doncaster that we've seen throughout the rest of the season. Doncaster looked really well set for at least a playoff spot up until mid-February. Since then, they've not won in their last seven games, uh, lost three, drawn four away from home. They've not had a victory in the league since the 29th of December. You can see they've been picking all their points up at home pretty much. Going away to Luton, I don't think they stand much of a chance. The poor form is going to continue. Uh, and I think, yeah, three three points for Luton at a decent price of four to five. Um, and I, I just want to say on Luton, actually, they didn't... I wasn't angry with them last week. I was just very disappointed when Ooh. they twice threw away a lead at home to Gillingham. Very unlike Luton. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very unlike them. Uh, absolute coupon buster, that one. It Unbelievable. Was. Yeah, that up and down the country, you could just hear slips being ripped up. Um, but back on track this week, more than likely. Um, I have a banana skin for the okay, profit chasers. Okay. Uh, Coventry. Yeah, exactly. Coventry. Um, if you don't do your research, if you walk into the bookies or open your app or ever how you bet, and you see Coventry in seventh at home, they got Oxford 19th, you're going to slap it on. Uh, 13 to 10 is the price for Coventry. But I would point towards Oxford's infuriating away record. It is. Have you seen it, Tom? Nope. Oxford away this season. They've won one game. They've lost seven. They've drew 11 times on the road. Wow. 11 times. So, yeah, just to reiterate, 11 draws, seven losses, and just the one win. So I know it sounds crazy kind of saying, you know, that the team with one away win are going to kind of mess up the promotion push, but I, I don't want to be betting against uh, Oxford. They just seem so sticky. Right, on the road, uh, draw recently anyway. Um, they've beaten Blackpool. That has been a very tough place to go recently. Uh, drew with Burton. That, they're no mugs, you know, mid-table, decent side. They've drew away at Fleetwood, very decent. Uh, they've drawn away at Doncaster. That's an excellent result. They, they just seem very... St- uh, drawn, sorry, away at Peterborough, beat Plymouth. They, they, yeah. They're just really sticky, and I just want to warn the profit chasers. Uh, it's not going to be as cut and dry as the league table may suggest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's a good little banana skin there. Let's not be a Mario Kart and spin on any bananas. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anything else from League One which you like the look of? Not really. No. Let's move on to League Two when you're ready. Okay. League Two. Um, I'm going to let you begin because Thank once you. again, Thank you. We have the stars aligned. Your favourite team is at home against a lowly side. Take it away, Tom Walker. <laughs> They're not my favourite team. Can I just say they're absolutely not my favourite team, but I just yeah. have a little... They're not. I just have a yeah, little I mean, bit more faith in them. all our listeners fooled. Oh, my God. May I... Fine. Listen, they're MK Dons, right? Fourth in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a freaking salesman on The Apprentice sat in front of Lord Sugar. Right. Yeah, I'd fire you after last week's result. <laughs> Shut up. Right, MK Dons, they are at home against Yeovil. Forget the fact that it's MK Dons and forget the fact that they drew at home Stevenage last time out and before that they lost to Morecambe. Forget it, <laughs> forget it, it's gone. <laughs> They're playing a Yeovil team that is in absolute freefall. Absolute freefall. Lost six away games in a row. They're a complete and utter joke. They've lost at home to Macclesfield in the biggest game of the season to date. Um, they're in absolute free fall. They're fully opening the door to Macclesfield and even Notts County. Um, it's just three points that separates Notts and Yeovil now, and it's looking like it's going to be two of those three. Um, and they're going to get battered. What a perfect game for MK Dons 
to uh, kind of get back on track. They're back at Stadium MK uh, for kind of a second chance to get these three points that they preciously need. Do I wish they were a better price than four to nine? Absolutely. Yes, of course I do. But they will win. Well, we've heard that one before. Um, <laughs> they should win. No, joking aside, they should win. I just, it really made me chuckle how you said, forget the fact that they've lost to Morecambe and drew with Stevenage. However. <laughs> However. Yeah, I mean, good teams turn it around. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's what they're going to they do. They should win. Um, I'm looking at Barry then. Another team who definitely should win. They're away at Grimsby. They're priced at five to six for the victory here. Barry currently occupy second in the league, six points behind Lincoln with a game in hand. Uh, they're four points ahead of MK Dons again with a game in hand. So all looking very rosy for Barry, looking like they'll get back to League One. Uh, Grimsby don't really offer too much at the moment. They went through a good patch. However, they're unbeat. However, they've not won in the last five league games now. Uh, Berry won four out of the last six. Uh, should be a pretty routine win for for Berry for me. I don't think it'll be high scoring. I don't think Berry are going to batter Grimsby. No. But no. Um, I could see this being a one or two niller. Yeah, yeah, one two niller for me. Absolutely. The uh, yeah, Ber- the Berry train just kind of keeps ticking, doesn't it? Really, yeah, and it uh, yeah, that it's going to need a big collapse from them to to not get promoted. Games in hand yeah. uh, over Mansfield and MK Don. So yeah, looking really good, and yeah, that should be relatively routine. I don't. Is there anything routine this time of the year? I don't know. A few jitters come in, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, let's talk about one team that have just been relentless. <laughs> Absolutely relentless. It's top of the league Lincoln. Um Tom, did you know they have been top of the league since the fourth match day? Have they? Yeah, it doesn't surprise they, me. Um They haven't moved. Fair to me. Yeah. Fair they haven't moved. They, I mean, me and you, we, we occasionally say, you know, we see them trip up every now and then, or they seem to make life hard for themselves. They beat poor teams, you know, 3-2 and 5-4 and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, since match day four, they've been top of the league. So that is an incredible achievement. They've not faltered once. Um, they are away at Crawley. So Crawley pretty much just waiting for the season to end, to be honest. Uh, I mean, do you think they're safe? They're nine Uh, points. Nine points. Yeah, you're safe. You're safe. I'd argue. I'd argue you're safe with nine points in League Two because of how bad Knotts, Macclesfield and Yeovil are. Yeah, they're safe. Yeah, those three are, are an absolute joke. So Crawley... Pretty safe. Uh, another draw or whatever would absolutely guarantee that, probably. <laughs> absolutely guarantee that, probably. Uh, <laughs> doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, Lincoln coming to town. Lincoln priced at 21 to 20. Absolutely cantering towards that league title. Um, however, 
if Lincoln did lose and Barry did win, Barry would go three points behind him. So a little bit of pressure on Lincoln to sew up the job they richly deserve. But 21 to 20, it's not often you see Lincoln at that price. No, it's not. I think it's a good price. So that little Barry Lincoln double for me in League 2 is looking very tasty. Yeah. Um, I'm just weighing up whether I fancy Macclesfield to beat Stevenage or not. Oh, Six to four. God. Uh, I was looking at, I was looking at it. Nah, yeah. um, I don't feel like I trust them enough to uh, throw them out there as a top, as a confident tip, but um, it could be one. It could be one. I fancy Macclesfield a lot more than I fancy Notts County at home to Exeter. Let's put it that way. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That uh, to be honest, neither neither game inspires me. I'll be honest with you. No, okay. No. Fair enough. Um, anything else which you do like the look of? No, no, I'm, I'm pretty much done. I think it's time to review last week's Bombproof Trebles. So to recap my Bombproof Treble, as Tom mentioned at the start of the show, uh, the weather kind of ruined it. It wasn't Bombproof. Well, it might have been Bombproof, but it wasn't weatherproof, was it, this treble? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Berry was postponed. Tranmere Oldham was postponed, so we did have Norwich, and they won away at Rotherham 2-1. For a winning treble. Yeah. A winning single. Yeah. A winning single. Hey. Yeah. Let, don't all spend it at once, guys. My God. <laughs> um, mine was just an, just an absolute draw fest. Um, I had Luton, as we mentioned. They tripped up. They drew 2-2 at, at home to Gillingham. He also had MK Dons, and they drew one all against Stevenage. Yeah, I thought I'd give you the the satisfaction of reading that one out. I was at Brighton away at Millwall in the FA Cup, and it ended two two, so three three draws. So sorry about that, profit chase. I should have gone for a both teams to score treble or a romp home. And a draw treble. It's annoying, isn't it? Because a draw treble would have paid so much money. Yeah, gigantic. Yeah, crazy. Um, joint treble. So on mine, for mine, we had Luton, which, as I mentioned, they drew 2-2. And from mine, we had Norwich, who won, and Berry, which was postponed. So the joint became a double, and unfortunately, uh, Lincoln, uncharacteristically... Luton. Luton, uncharacteristically, uh, threw away a lead twice. And that, unfortunately, didn't win. Rubbish. Yeah, that was a shame. That was a big shame. So, um, after last week's trebles were kind of decimated by by weather and teams playing shit, this week the trebles look like they've been decimated by international fixtures and a lack of domestic football. So, I think we're going to do just the one joint, are we? Yeah, yeah, just the one joint. kind of stops us, you know, kind of trying to make something out of nothing, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, who do you fancy? I'd like to champion Berry. Right. Yeah, yeah, Berry can go in there. I ain't got an issue with, with that. Lincoln? Lincoln, yeah, 21 to 20, absolutely. And... Um... Oh, dearie me. 
Do we trust Luton again? Luton or Barnsley? Barnsley is an early kickoff. What do you feel? Luton or Let's Barnsley? Not Let's not do the early kickoff. All right. All right. Let's have Luton then. Donny is sticky, but they've been poor recently. Yeah, Luton. Whack it on. Let's do it. God, there's some, there's some heavyweights. Promotion heavyweights. Big time. Big time. Yeah. So that um, pays back uh, 5.7 to 1. So £10 example stake returns 67 back. Perfect. And we're just going to reiterate those games for you. So we're going for Lincoln City away at Crawley, priced at 21 to 20. We're going to go for Luton Town at home to Doncaster. They're priced at 4 to 5. And we're going to go for Bury away at Grimsby, priced at 5 to 6. Yeah, so you've got top of League 1, top of League 2, and second in League 2. So, oh. you know, some of the best teams, really, that we, we could be picking from. Yeah, absolutely. Not a San Marino in sight. So, uh, <laughs> you want to talk about fancy football, I suppose, coming off the back of a kind of Premier League weekend? Kind of. Yeah, um, pretty crap game week for all involved, I think, wasn't it? Uh, again, Chris Hindle with Chindle's champs still leads the way at the top of the league. Lots of pretty low scores because there weren't too many Premier League games uh, last weekend. So if Can I just do... say, though, I went up. Oh, go on. Okay. okay. I on. went up. I'm up to 63rd now. <laughs> I just... It's, it's been a that... while since I've seen that green arrow. And <laughs> I, I've gone up this week, and I just wanted to, you know, have my moment. So thank you for the sarcastic applause. <laughs> I'm pleased for you. You might make it onto page one by the end of the season. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you do think you have what it takes to beat Chris Hindu at the top, he's on 1,930 points. Please do join our league. It's not too late to join. Um, and you can get a £20 free bet if you win the league. So, if you're doing well, come and take it off Chris. Although he does deserve to win it, doesn't he? To be fair, yeah, he's he, he's, yeah, he's the Lincoln, isn't he? he he's is, been top yeah. forever. Yeah. So... Yeah, come in, come and join. Uh, you will join at your rightful spot. Um, so, yeah, feel free to join there. In terms of social media, we'd love to keep in touch with you after the show. Uh, so, obviously, social media is the best route. Twitter is our number one source. T underscore FB podcast is the handle. Join in with the memes and the, the bet slips and the uh, all the kind of football news and football funnies that we uh, interact with there. Um, Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. And if you want to email us of any inquiries, questions, suggestions, or complaints, <laughs> footballbettingpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com is your email address. Yeah, if you enjoy the show, please do go on to iTunes, whatever you listen to the podcast on. Uh, please do rate and review. We'd really appreciate that. And it'll only take about 30 seconds of your time. Um, I think it's also worth saying, if you're on iTunes and you are trying to leave a review, your username, because it asks you to leave a username as along with your review, it has to be something unique. 
Uh, and if it's not unique, then you try and submit the review. It doesn't tell you that it's not submitted. It just kind of refreshes the page and blanks out the review, some kind of weird thing like that. So make sure if you're having problems, you are trying to leave a review uh, that your username is unique. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, thank you to Andy Pounder on Twitter who left us a uh left us a review on Castbox. That's something that me and Tom didn't even know what it was until you left us a review. So we really we really appreciate every kind of positive feedback that you can give us on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh so I think that wraps everything up, doesn't it? For our little international special. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a weird show. Uh so I've, can I just say a weird show, incredibly strong treble, somehow. Yeah, very, very. How very that's strong. happened, I have no idea, but it has, and I'm delighted. <laughs> yeah, I really like the treble. Uh, that's got every chance, I think, of pulling in some money this weekend. Um, let's see how it goes. So back to bread and butter next week. We do have pretty much full fi- uh, We do have pretty much full fixture lists in the Prem Champ League 1, League 2. So, yeah, back to normal next week, which is great. I cannot wait. Yeah, can't wait for that full selection to be available. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we wish you all the best this weekend. Yeah, cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.